0: To the Birds and Notes podcast. My name is J Rob. I'm your host of the Birds and Notes podcast. Um, And then if you're joining in for the first time, I welcome you and appreciate you stopping by and checking me out. Uh, But this is just a podcast about the St. Louis Blues and the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri originally, or more specifically, the St. Charles County area. um, But grew up a Cardinals and Blues fan, love baseball, love hockey because of it. And so I'm just kind of following my dreams and pursuing. My interests and in just talking about what I love. So, um, if you do want to check me out on other platforms, I do stream um, my episodes or my podcast sessions when I record on Twitch at Birds and Notes Podcast at well twitch.tv/slash Birds and Notes. Um, I am on Twitter at Birds and Notes. You can also email me at birdsandnotespodcast at gmail dot com um, with any questions you have or anything like that. Um, but really what I'm just going to be doing today, I'm just going to be talking about the Cardinals and the Blues, kind of what's been going on the last little bit, and what the Cardinals need to do after come or after coming back. Because obviously, um, as I assume most of you, if not all of you know, the Cardinals have not played in a week now, or just about a week. Um, they had 13 members of their traveling party test positive for COVID-19. There were seven players and six like coaches or just other members of the traveling party. I don't believe they announced those people. Um, six of the players said they're okay to share their names, like saying they have it. There's one player that opted out. Honestly, once we start playing again, it'll be pretty easy to tell who isn't there, if it is a starter, or if it's like someone that plays regularly, if it's a bench player, or someone that you don't see too often, then maybe not. Um, but the six people, Six players who said they're okay with releasing their name. One was Yadier Molina. Two, Paul DeYoung. Three, Edmund Sosa. And then we had Junior Fernandez, Carlos Martinez, Cody Whitley. Um, those were the, the six. So some big hits there. Obviously, Yadier Molina, Paul DeYoung, they're in the starting lineup. Carlos Martinez just, just jumped to the rotation. Uh, he's only had one start so far. But, I don't know. That's obviously going to be a big hit. My biggest thing, or one thing that I'm most concerned for, honestly, just with all of this going down, is just how the players are going to play after being back. Their last game was last Wednesday, so a week from today. This is the 29th. Today is August 5th. But, they played the Twins. They actually did some tests they had run Wednesday morning, or some players were tested and then they didn't find out till Friday morning, I believe, that they tested positive. And then so they started testing everyone. They canceled the game for the day. And then they got more positive, so they were testing everyone. Um, and now that they've got that under control, they're all isolated. They have... Um, they were stuck in Milwaukee because on Friday they were going to play Milwaukee. But all those games got canceled. And then also... All the games versus the Tigers, which go through tomorrow, the 6th, those are also canceled or, I guess, postponed as well. So the Cardinals have missed, so far, seven games, uh, or will after today and then after tomorrow. They'll miss seven games. So that in a 60-game season, and the Cardinals only have six off days the whole season. They've already had two of them. That means they have seven games to make up in four off days. It and that, then with that, if they were to do that, they wouldn't have any off days for the season. So I don't think they're going to do that. I think most of their games are going to play. Like I think they'll keep all four off days because it's already a small number, but they'll just make it to where they're going to have to play seven ga- 14 games in seven days. Not necessarily straight in a row, but like they'll have days where they play two games. Um, and then I maybe some of those will be in a row. I don't know for sure that hasn't completely come out with what the schedule is going to look like for like that situation i mean it's obviously a work in progress this is the first time anything like this has happened one thing to note though with this because of the like just covid and everything going with the, all of it going on and with the situation one rule that they put in place before the season started was the double header rule so and this has actually happened at least once um with some other teams earlier this year that they had to play a doubleheader, I think it was more just for weather delays. I could be wrong though, but I think it was just weather delays, but you play seven inning games, two seven inning games instead of two full nine inning games. Um, and I actually talk, I'm, I am part of another podcast called shagging balls um, with a few buddies of mine. We just talk about baseball in general. We talked about this a lot and just kind of our thoughts on that. Um, for me personally, I kind of like it for a couple reasons. One, especially in the Cardinals situation now with the Cardinals being gone for seven days or not playing in like nine days or something like that. They're, I mean, they're literally confined to their hotel room in Milwaukee. I think they are traveling today, but since Friday, so almost for like five days, they've been stuck in one hotel room that like, I mean, you got to go Stir crazy. I mean, yeah, we all went through quarantine and we're stuck in our houses for the most part. But you could still go out if you wanted to. You weren't in one room. And granted, they're probably pretty nice rooms. But still, like, for five days, not being able to leave. The rooms being really nice rooms. um, That's still for five days, just being stuck in the room, not really being able to do much. Um, And just sitting there. Like, I mean... Jack Flaherty tweeted out a picture of him. He threw it like, flipped his bed up, and then was literally throwing a baseball against his bed, like just to warm up his arm or like for batters. Timing is going to be a thing, even though you're not gone for that long. Like getting your timing back, getting your step. I mean, even it's like if for anyone that's gone on a road trip, this is and obviously, I mean, I don't know for sure what it's going to be like. I'm not a professional athlete. I haven't gone through this. Even these professional athletes haven't gone through anything like this before. Um, so it's a new experience for everyone. The Cardinals are at a disadvantage to the teams they play because they're not, like the other teams, it's only been the Cardinals and the Marlins who've had to, I guess, no, that's not true. They're the only teams that have tested positive. We had the Phillies miss some games, the Yankees miss some games just because they were, they were supposed to play either the Marlins or teams that had played the Marlins or the Cardinals, and so they were sitting out. Um, but the Marlins and the Cardinals have had the longest time and the Phillies were pretty long as well with sitting out. So to me, what I imagine it's like in the comparison I would make is like if you've ever been on a, a road trip where you're traveling for at least one full day, if not like one, one and a half or two full days of just driving, you're stuck in the car all day. Obviously, it's a little bit different because when you're in a car, you can't really move compared to a hotel where you can move, but it's just one room. But just the fact of like, being stuck in one place not really being able to do anything in the car yeah you stop you go to the bathroom but you like stretch your legs you got to stretch out I feel like same thing in the hotel or like during quarantine when we were when I was just in my home for a couple days I mean I tried to leave at least once a day but if I didn't make it out for a couple days or whatever just because I just didn't have anything to do or didn't know where to go or whatever like you get outside and it's just like oh my gosh like it's fresh air it's I don't know. Just to me, it's going to be a crazy experience for them. And hopefully we don't see that on on the field. And by that, I just mean hopefully it doesn't take like a negative effect on the players and them like kind of being behind again because they have or did have to go through like this whole situation. Obviously, I mean, there was rumors going around that some of the Cardinals players were going or went to a casino or something like that. From what John Mozeliak said and from what I've heard, that is not true or that is not the case. But, um, I mean, so there's not – I don't think it's necessarily anyone's fault. And, like, even if there was one person that did something that they maybe weren't supposed to, that then because of that they got COVID and then spread it to other teammates. At this point, I think just with the Cardinals in general and just with major leagues, they're not necessarily looking for to blame anyone or anything like that. They just want to play baseball, especially the Cardinals players and the team, they just want to get back on the field and play. That's what, I mean, before the season started, they knew this was a possibility, and they knew it was going to be a difficult and challenging season, but they opted in to play. They wanted to play. And I don't think anything has changed from now to then. The the players want to get on the field. They want to play. Um, And so I think they're just waiting and eager to do that. And so I think that's just what we're pushing for. And then, I mean, I was watching a – an interview that Adam Wainwright did with, I think it was just MLB Network or something, but he they just talked with him about some of the challenges or things that's going on there, and he's just like trying to stay busy. Said he like uh, played nine holes of golf or whatever. He had like a golf club with like a bottle cap, and then he like hit it into the curtain, and then he like do 50 like running in place. I don't know how you. Like what you count as 50 or just 50 steps or whatever, I don't know, but he'd do that three times, like he'd hit it do that for 50 seconds or 50 times whatever, three times, and then he would put. Or but like he's just, these are some of the things he's doing to try to stay, not that you're going to fall out of shape in nine days, but you can kind of lose your step or lose your edge if you're just sitting there doing nothing, or he showed that he's got a bunch of workout bands in his room, and he's got, like he did some crazy workout not, like, super crazy, but just some more intense workout in his hotel room. Um, and so that's just something that, like, I think is going to be hard for, like, the players to come back from. Is even with doing this stuff, like with Adam Wainwright, and I think especially pitchers, but just in general, like, players trying to come back from this, um, it's going to make it difficult... To, to get back on the field. I mean, again, all the players want to get on the field. They want to play. But having gone through this situation and trying to, like, make it to where they can be at that high level, uh, like performing at that high level just with being out so long, I think that's what's going to be the hardest. And I think we will probably see that. And what what's a bummer um, is we're scheduled to come back or scheduled to play again. This Friday, so just two days from now. But it's versus the Cubs, and if you've been following baseball more than just the Cardinals or really any at all, or if you haven't, I'm here to let you know the Cubs are good this year. I mean, they're always a decent team at least in the last few years, but they're starting hot. They're nine and two right now, um, and they're playing super well. So that's going to be like a tough series. But not like it was going to be a tough series no matter what. Fully staffed, like. Everyone's healthy, everything like that. That's going to be a tough series just because of how they're playing. They're playing super well. Uh, But now you throw in the factor that the Cardinals are down some players, some key players like Paul DeYoung and Yadier Molina, and even Carlos Martinez who could have been a pitcher in that series. Um, Even though, I mean, he didn't pitch great his first outing. So I I expect him to bounce back and and pitch pretty well this year. But just – like in general, those are three big names. And then we don't even know who one of the players is. It could be another big name. Not, I'm not trying to speculate or anything, so I don't want to say any names, but it could be another big player that could hurt us. Um, It could not, it could just be like, I mean, not that in other players aren't as valuable or anything like that, but I guess in the sense of starting or not starting, it could be a non-starter. But obviously you don't wish or hope for this on anyone. Um, But that's something that we'll find out, I guess, on Friday is when the Cardinals announce their lineup, and it's like, oh, yeah, regular, regular. Obviously, you're going to have a fill-in for shortstop, or maybe that's where I wouldn't be surprised if they throw Tommy Edmund at shortstop and then put Matt Carpenter in the lineup. Or, I don't know, there's a number of different variations you could have, especially with people coming up or whatever. But that's just going to be the question mark kind of see what happens on Friday is what that's going to look like. And from everything, from what it's sounding, and hopefully this is stays the case, but the Cardinals are looking like they're going to be good to go to play Friday versus the Cubs. But it's just going to be interesting with everything going on, how this is all going to play out. And then also, a point that was made in the Shaggin' Balls podcast with my buddies is they're like, this is kind of a good thing, we feel like. Not obviously that it's happened. You, don't, you wish this wouldn't happen at all with the Cardinals, with the Marlins, with anybody. But... We're glad this happened, I guess, at the beginning of the season, rather than like the middle or end, um, especially if it's towards the end. Obviously, with less games left to play, and then you're out for like say the Cardinals had this with two weeks to go, and they missed the second to last week, then they got to make up like five or six games in the last week of the season, like they're playing double headers the whole last week, and especially if they're in a pennant race, that's gonna make it's so much harder for them like they're gonna have to or it's just gonna be so much more intense for them because they are having to play so many games in a row like if they're playing even 10 games 11 games in seven days that's crazy and yeah they're a little bit shorter games seven innings compared to nine but that's still a lot of baseball especially with pitching and at that point the rosters aren't going to be expanded anymore the rosters Aren't expanded starting Friday. I think is the first day, or maybe tomorrow. I mean, it goes down two players. So right now there's a 30 man roster, and it goes gonna go down to a 28 man roster, and then two weeks from either tomorrow or Friday, it's gonna go down to a 26 man roster, and it'll stay there. So they'll have one more player than they have in previous years, and it'll stay like that. That was a new rule put into place this year, or put to start this year, regardless of COVID. Like it happened before that. Um, but one player, like one pitcher, is probably what you're going to need more than anything else just because of how many games you'd have to play in that time span. But there's also probably going to be players that you call up to pitch and then just sit, send it right back down after or whatever. Like, I mean, that's almost what you have to do because there's no way you're going to be able to get – even if you play 10 games in the seven days, yeah, sure, pitchers can pitch twice in a week. But that's like with them pitching on Sunday – and then pitching on like Friday or something like not pitching on Sunday and then they have to pitch again on Wednesday because they've had you've had five games in between or four games in between or whatever like that's insane that's crazy and that's not even counting when the last time they pitched before that was and I mean uh, granted if for the situation we're talking about if they're off the week before everyone would be fully rested but it's just that would be insane even. If you pulled that off, if you had the enough pitching, not with like really calling anyone up, or even if you did with calling people up, you would still have the bullpen would be exhausted as well. You'd almost have to have like a whole nother bullpen, not like separate or like for the playoffs or anything like that. But you would just have to be sending players up and down and everything because of just the situation and trying to get people to pitch that are ready to pitch like that their arm isn't burnt from pitching the three previous days from the bullpen or they just started two days ago or whatever, um, but the, like that's just talking about that last week. Say the Cardinals pull that off, and obviously this is just a hypothetical situation. But say the Cardinals pull that off, they make the playoffs. Then they got what maybe a couple days of rest before they start the playoffs. Their pitchers, like arms, are probably still pretty dead. The bullpen's still probably pretty beat up. And then depending on the position we get in the playoffs, we are I mean, regardless, it's the playoffs. Even though it's expanded this year, unless we do really good and we we win first place, then we'll maybe have a little easier team to play. But if not, if we just barely scrape in, then we got to play like probably the Dodgers or just a really good team. And we're already like burnt out from just playing so many games the last week of the season. Like that's just a bad situation. It's just like a snowball effect. Like, I mean, obviously... There's nothing you can really do to control that. Like, obviously, there's precautions or there's things you can put in place to help prevent anyone from getting COVID. But there's no like 100% sure way. If you do this, then you won't get COVID. Like, so and and that's clear and that's obviously or and that's obvious and that's why there's the risk of you getting it. There obviously, if you do certain things, there's a higher percentage you won't get it. um, And that's what players are trying to do and the MLB and commissioner Manford, Rob Manford or Manfeld, whatever it is. Sorry. um, is trying to do to put in place, to make sure that players and and coaches and just teams in general are taking every precaution and and safety precaution to make sure that no one's being at like higher risk of getting COVID-19. And so that, which is the right thing to do. I mean, the people want, Baseball. The players want baseball, but like everyone that's involved in baseball and around baseball, for the most part, want baseball. Um, There's players that have opted out, and that's totally fine. A lot of the times it's because they have themselves, they're at higher risk, or they have family members that are at higher risk, and so they don't want to put them at risk. And so, I mean, there's reasons for opting out, or maybe they just don't want to take the risk at all for whatever reason. Of getting COVID-19 and that's totally fine but if this wasn't around if COVID wasn't a thing then they would all be playing like everyone wants to play players love the game of baseball and that's why they play and people around baseball they're there because they love baseball we want this to happen like fans want this to happen we want to see baseball we haven't just not even baseball yes we want to see baseball but sports in general stopped in the middle of March And they, baseball, I believe, I guess you had soccer, foreign soccer, maybe even the MLS started a little bit before, but baseball for the most part was like the first sport to start up again, um, at least like with official games, like that count. Um, and so that, and that was what the last week of July, practically last full week of July, the end of it that weekend. So I mean that's how many months April, May, June, July f- over four months of no sports and I mean yeah we're we're lucky that we have sports all year like just in St. Louis alone I mean we have Cardinals baseball practically I mean that starts in February just with spring training but if you're not into that then the very end of March or the beginning of April through what if the Cardinals even if the Cardinals don't make the playoffs they go through sep- the end of September. And hockey's starting right around then. And that goes through, even if they don't make the playoffs for either team, that's going to go through, like, March into April. So we have literally something in St. Louis to watch all the time. Maybe not necessarily every single day because the Blues don't play every day. The Cardinals play almost every day. Um, But we're lucky. And other cities have the same thing. Or some cities have, like, New York. How many teams do they have in, like, every sport? They have practically two teams of every sport or just other cities whatever like in the country in general even if we're not playing i'm a big nba fan um so i mean i watch the nba a lot too and like i mean we just have sports at the ready and we're used to that and then going four months with no sports whatsoever like it's not really anything anyone has ever experienced before um it's different. So I, people are just ready for sports to be back. And there's a, a, obviously a lot of issues going around in the world in general outside of COVID-19 as well. Um, and I'm, I don't want to get political or anything like that, but just, I mean, there's a lot of reasons people want sports to be back uh, because sports unified people really. Um, and I mean, that's a big reason. And I mean, there's stands that players and teams are making with things that are happening around the world. And I think that's great and that they should do that. But the baseball side of it it is here for like or just for playing again it's here for so many reasons that are beneficial to the community to the players to the fans like again it's just what it seems like everyone wants right now and honestly it's kind of what everyone needs um so but anyways just talking about again just the cardinals and kind of what they need to do Uh, again the schedule is just TBD to be determined on like how the games are going to be made up, when they're going to be made up, even potentially what teams are going to play to make them up, because that could be like, it could not be the Brewers and the Tigers, because those are, are the teams that we're supposed to play. The Brewers probably, because we'll play them multiple times again, so we'll have opportunities to have doubleheaders against them. But the Tigers, I believe we play them again. I could be wrong. Um, I can actually find that again the tiger no we don't play the tigers again we're supposed to play like this week so monday tuesday we're gonna play in detroit and then today wednesday and then tomorrow thursday we're supposed to play in st louis but those were going to be the only four games we played versus detroit this year so i mean we still could at a later time play detroit somehow some way honestly it'd be tough to do just because like our off days aren't probably the same. Even if they were, that means we wouldn't be getting off days because we'd be playing these teams. Um, but then also at the same time, like, there's when are you going to play that in? Like, are you going to have double headers? So we play one team in the morning and then G- Detroit comes in and we play them at night? Or. Like what? I mean, that's going to be tough as well because they'd have to play a team in the morning as well. So, I mean, it's just going to be an interesting situation. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if we play another team. If I had to guess, I would say they're probably going to play another team from the AL side, an interleague game, um, just because, like, we're not playing those teams the same amount of times as all the others. Like, we're playing a total of, like, what, 20 games versus the interleague teams but like the tigers we only played four times but the royals six the twins four the white Sox and the indians three so like it's all a different number of games but in division we play the pirates brewers cubs and reds all 10 times so not to throw that off it wouldn't surprise me if we play like when we play the Twins in St. Louis for two games, if those are both doubleheader games, or when we play the Royals or Indians or White Sox, cause the White Sox and Indians, we just play three times and like three away um, and three home, like for opposite teams. It will be interesting, though, just to kind of see what the – the, what Major League Baseball decides to do, how they're going to play that out or how they're going to schedule it. Um, when I get that information, when that does release, I'll make sure on the, my next broadcast or my next podcast that we do talk about that and bring that up just because that is, I mean, that could be a major thing. If we end up playing the Twins, um, whatever, three, two, four, five, whatever, however many more times, Twins are a really good game, team. We lost them twice last week. Um, or if we end up playing the Royals, two, three, four, however many times, they're not as good. I mean, they're still a decent team. They've actually played better than I expected them to this year so far. Again, it's only a week and a half, in, about almost two weeks. But um, that's going to be an easier game or easier games than playing the Twins. So it's just like the Cardinals had honestly one of the best strengths of schedule, like one of the easier uh, strengths of schedule for the season this year. But that can totally change with how it plays out. Uh, cause it could, well, so, yeah, we're only going to have up to four games that we're going to have to make up because I'd assume the three we missed versus the Brewers, those are just going to be played again against the Brewers at later dates. But the Tigers are going to have, like though the games we're supposed to play against the Tigers are going to be the ones that are interesting and see how that they schedule those to make up. I mean, it could be versus Detroit or it could be versus, again, a number... Of other teams or maybe we play because it's four games one extra game versus the pirates one extra game versus the brewers and the cubs and the reds so again we don't know yet that's still something that they're working on again different situation that's really ever happened before in the major leagues and really in any sports in general um but that is one thing um just kind of for next week going over just kind of our next couple games or what we got Um, We do on Friday again, we start a three-game series with the Cubs that is going to be in St. Louis, followed by starting on Monday, we play three games versus the Pirates, which is also in St. Louis. Um, Next week, next Thursday, a week from tomorrow, was supposed to be the Field of Dreams game versus the White Sox. That has actually been moved to 2021, so next year, so that no longer is going to be a game that we play uh I I mean we still might be in that game the Field of Dreams game but it's not going to happen for sure until 2021 which I think is a smart move I mean I was excited to watch that game regardless because I'm pretty sure it was the White Sox and the Yankees in that or at least I know the Yankees were in that for sure but then when all this going down they changed it to the Cardinals and White Sox and then just again with everything going on they just decided to move it to next year so I'm okay with that just because I think that's I mean, it's just more traveling. And obviously, the more traveling, I think the more likelihood of getting COVID 19. And so I'm okay with postponing that just because we would have had to travel to Iowa for the game and then we would have traveled to Chicago. And then, yeah. It, and again, not that it's terrible, but just the less travel, the better, in my opinion. So, but that is, we're still going to play the White Sox, just not in Iowa at the Field of Dreams location. Um, but then we are we do have a game or day off on Friday. We'll see if that's still the case. That could be a potential day for like a doubleheader, or maybe because maybe we play a doubleheader on Thursday versus the White Sox, two games against them, and then we have the day off Friday, and then we play another double another doubleheader on Saturday, or just something like that, just because there's an off day in the middle. And so we're not playing on or off day, but it just gives an extra day for everyone to recover and everything before playing again. I don't know. Again, we don't have the schedule, just Assuming or just throwing out possibilities. Um, but that's kind of what the schedule looks like next week. Again, Cubs are playing really well right now. Pirates playing really bad. But we we took two or three versus the Pirates earlier this year. Um, but our, the Cardinals' current schedule is two and three, which is the losing record. Obviously, it's only five games. It's only the first five games when we miss the next seven. Um, we could be. Even if we went one and three versus the Brewers, that would put us at three and six. Uh, But then we won the next four versus the Tigers. That's seven and six. So, and obviously, that's not a great record because that's just only one above 500. But, I mean, this season in general, if you haven't already noticed, reality check, this is going to be a different season than we've ever played before. Not just for us watching, but more specifically, um, the players and the teams. Like, everything that they're having to go through and just like for example like the brewers and the tigers they're also having to play on the fly nothing's wrong with their teams but the brewers had at least a three-day weekend where they didn't do anything i mean they probably practiced but they're supposed to play us and then didn't obviously because we didn't play um and then the tigers same thing they're supposed to be playing from monday to thursday versus us the whole time and they so they got a four-day vacation like it's just that's what's just kind of interesting as well it's not only the team's that are that get hit with COVID nineteen, but it's also the teams that were supposed to play that team are affected. And so it's and the same thing happened with the Marlins. The Phillies were affected. The Yankees were affected. There's a number of teams affected, and then now with the Cardinals as well. The Marlins and Yankees all them being in the East. The Cardinals in the Central. Everywhere has been hit and affected by COVID. And maybe not every team in those in the East and the Central, but two of the three divisions. Practically in like the bigger divisions, like East and Central, not even the AL and NL East split. Like, because again, the Marlins were supposed to play the Phillies, and then the Phillies were supposed to play the Yankees, but the Phillies weren't playing because they played the Marlins. Like, again, it's just a snowball effect. So, that again, that sorry that this episode is a lot of just talking about COVID and kind of what has happened. I do want to get into what the Cardinals are looking forward to. Um, I did have planned a lot to talk about previously, just kind of how the first couple games went. Because my last podcast was before opening day with the Cardinals. The Cardinals played really well against the Pirates. Obviously, that last day didn't end up in a good result. Uh, or, I mean, it was just a loss. We should have won that game, in my opinion. And the Twins, we did not play well at all. We just weren't hitting. or I think feel like we were hitting well versus the Pirates. And we had good at-bats. We were doing good, but just with the Twins. And obviously, comparing the Pirates and the Twins, that's a huge difference. The Pirates aren't that, good, or aren't that good. They're going to be at the bottom of the standings this year. And the Twins are really good. They're going to be at the top. They led the league last year in home runs. And they were up there in batting average and, like, just total run score. Like, I mean, they're at the top of the league. They had 103 wins or I can't remember exactly what, but they had a lot. Sorry, I think it was 307 home runs. I can't remember exactly what I said, but. They had a crazy amount. Um, And so it's just going to be interesting, again, with just what's going on. Um, So I'm just interested to see how this all plays out. Um, But going forward and just kind of with what needs to happen for the Cardinals, um, they just need to make sure that they're staying healthy. And obviously you can't 100% predict that, but just doing what they can to make sure that they're, Taking all the proper uh, precautions and following all the procedures to make sure that they're staying as healthy as possible or staying out of harm's way, um, and then we'll kind of see what happens with that. But moving forward, um, I do want to talk about the Blues. I didn't really hardly talk about the Blues in my last podcast. Since we've last talked, the Blues have played. The Blues play again tomorrow. Um, the Blues on third, or sorry, they play on Thursday, which is tomorrow. It's the Golden Knights. They played on sunday versus the avalanche and if you watch that game you're just as frustrated with that game as i am um the blues had the lead going into the third period one to zero I mean, obviously that's not a big lead you obviously hope for a bigger lead and then, i mean the bigger number that you're leading by is always the best like if you're leading by 10 that's gonna be a lot better than leading by one but a lead's a lead and the blues very easily probably could have won one zero that game Um, but the third period, we did not play nearly as well as we should have. Honestly, the first period as well, we were kind of like slow. It looked a lot like how we were playing versus the Blackhawks a couple weeks ago, just in the exhibition game where we lost, I believe three zero, if I remember correctly. Um, and there just wasn't a lot of offense generated. And clearly in this game where we only scored one goal, like there wasn't a lot of offense there either. Um, It was a good goal. It was a good shot. The Cardinals scored it on a power play. Um, But it was just kind of like, I mean, obviously that's a man advantage. You would hope. And from watching the game, it's just the 5v5 play that I feel like needs to strengthen up a lot, that we just need to get a lot better. It could be that we're off for a while or, or we're off for a while and just trying to come back. But honestly, in my opinion, I hated to see it. Vladimir Tarasenko in my opinion, did not play very well. I love that man. He's one of my favorite Blues players of all time, if not my favorite Blues player, just because he's been the stud and he's what gave us hope. When we signed him and he came to the Blues, that was like, wow, the Blues are going to be good again. And he is good and he has been good. Um, And he did well for us in the playoffs last year. My thing or herbal, and I guess when we go up against other teams – He's obviously a threat that other teams have to pay attention to, and they kind of target him with, like, making sure they always know where he is on the ice and trying to get him as little puck time as possible. But he creates plays. I mean, that's what you have to do. When you're a great player, obviously teams are going to come after you more. But why you're a great player is usually because you're able to, like, counter that. Um, You have, like, I mean, you can be a good player, and teams, like, start to come after you and try and, like, not let you get the puck as much or just beat you up a little bit more more checks, things like that. And then you're not, if you're not able to get around that, then you kind of drop off as not a great player. You're still a good player, but there's a reason you're not great. Is because when the pressure is on more on the player, more you don't handle it as well. But Vladimir Tarasenko, generally speaking, I feel and like up there with Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, like even when the pressure is on more, they still perform. Obviously everyone has good days and bad days. Um, but those are the type of players that are going to create plays still. They're going to, they have their moves, they have their tricks, they get around, they score. Even when they have like a man on them, they're playing practically man defense on them. Um, when they're in the offensive zone or something, just because they're that good, but they still score. But going back to the game on Sunday versus the avalanche where we lost two to one. If you don't know the score, didn't know the score that the blues lost two to one, the Avalanche scored, but obviously both goals in a third if they're leading 1 0 going into the third period. But they scored their second goal with literally 0.1 seconds left on the clock. Literally, it could have not been, it couldn't have been any later in the game than at that point right there. So, like, that was just super frustrating. I mean, obviously, even if we let up a goal with like a few seconds left it's just extremely frustrating when you're leading pretty much the whole game and then like you give up a late goal and then you give up the like the well a late tying goal and then give up the game winning goal literally with no second or no time left to score a goal or even have a chance on even 10 seconds like you can win the face off get a shot on goal or something like literally they drop the puck and the clock is over like you the, you don't even have time to react to the drop of the puck. Like, that's how little time there is on the clock. But it was just kind of dumb in general with everything, how it played off. We we were on the power play, or like we, I guess the Avalanche had a power play. We were a man down. So, I mean, it was just a bad situation. Last thing, watching, I guess it was like, there's only like a minute 30 roughly, I believe, when the power play was called, maybe a little less, maybe a little more. But it wasn't over. Like, the power play was going to go through the end of the game. So it wasn't going to be, it wasn't more than two minutes. But it was kind of a dumb call. Like, sure. Yeah. Technically, was it a penalty? Yeah. But, like, they, the refs had kind of been letting the players play all game for the most part. And then just at a situation like that, the very end of the game, a tie game, like that you call a penalty, like, Brube was extremely upset he's like are you like you could hear him or see him at least mouthing the words like you're really going to call that right now or whatever like they hadn't been called the all game and they call it right there at the very end of the game and obviously and clearly it lost us the game and, i mean not that specifically but just them being on the power play again snowball effect like everything led down um but i'm not trying to blame it on the rest i'm not one to to blame problems or issues on other people or point fingers could well like on outsources, because in my opinion, the Blues had very much a lot of chances to send that game into overtime. Even like, and just speaking about that p- power play, watching that game, they the Avalanche had offense offensive zone time pretty much the whole power play. We hardly cleared the puck. There's a couple times with like 15, 20 seconds left, we could have cleared the puck, and yeah, they scored a point or zero point one seconds left, but. That's, like, with sustained pressure, one, if we cleared the puck, we could have got um, fresh legs on the ice. That could have been the difference. Or two, just because of the entry and everything of the zone, we could have, like, making it difficult on them and then just kept the puck in the corner. That could have been a second way to send it into overtime. Um, Like, literally, just the last play, the first shot that was – like a second before whatever they shot it and it hit off the crossbar like that's how close it was and then literally off the crossbar comes to avalanche player right there not wide open but he's in between like our players on the outside of him he is in between our player defenseman can't remember who it was in the goal which was wide open because jordan bennington was facing the other side because that's where the shot came from and like he would start to get over but there's no way Like, that's not on him. He could not have reacted quick enough to get that. Um, Because it literally, it was perfect. Like, everything came together for them to win that game, which is frustrating. But that puck bounced perfectly off the crossbar right to him, and then he just hit it in. And then again, like, it was just kind of a quick thing, like, bang, bang, bang. Because, again, with how much little time, it's not like he had a ton of time to react and do all that. So, it was extremely frustrating um, just for that to happen, kind of how it happened and how it played out. Um, but sorry, I always get sidetracked when I just talk and just go. But going back to Tarasenko, the, he didn't play very well, in my opinion. There is multiple times where he tried to make a move or make a play, and he just lost the puck. He didn't even like get it stolen or anything like that. There's maybe a couple times where he did, but there was multiple plays where he tried to make the move and just lost control of the puck, just literally lost the puck and maybe kind of got it back. Or there's sometimes where like they got it or tipped it or just kind of went whatever because that they tipped it out of the the zone offensive zone for us so it's just frustrating to watch just and I think it is frustrating um, obviously that happens but just the level that we hold or at least that I hold Vladimir Tarasenko too just because of the the player that he is is frustrating to see just because I expected more um, and again this is his first game back he only played 10 games in the regular season because of injury so he was expected to be back around the playoffs just because i believe his shoulder surgery is what he had um and so he was maybe going to be there um they, they weren't even for sure there he was eyeing a comeback right like right as everything shut down um but with that they like or just with everything shutting down and all that stuff he just took the extra time to make sure he was 100 recovered um and ready to go which i am glad that he did and that the team kind of decided that just to make sure because I mean we want for any player not just Tarasenko but for any player I mean you want them there for the playoffs and for the big games but you would rather them be 100% healthy than 80% healthy and obviously this extra time has benefited him to make sure he is 100% healthy but he hasn't played since October November like he's hasn't played in forever so because of that, I think he is a little rusty and everything. And obviously just kind of first game back. And I th- think he did play in the exhibition game a little bit as well. So, but second kind of game, but expedition game or the exhibition game wasn't like the blues didn't look great. They kind of look flat footed, everything like that. The blues just need to get their sense of urgency back. And I think with Vladimir just playing more, he's going to get that. I mean, the team needs it as well in general, but he's going to get that as well. Um, And it's just going to be overall a better situation. Um, But, yeah, that was just one thing, one of the things, because there's many things that was frustrating for me watching that Blues game. But Tarasenko, particularly, I think that's just going to be a big focus or something that's going to be really important to make sure that he picks up if we want to, like... Get a, a run, or if we're going to make another run for the playoffs, or whatever, or not for the playoffs because we're in the playoffs, but for the the Stanley Cup, then that's just something that we need to make sure that we focus on, and that we get um, is that pickup or that or the pickup in step, or just the more sense of urgency, and then with that, I think it's going to create better offense. We have great players. I'm, like I'm not concerned about the talent level or anything like that. We have, for the most part, pretty much the same team as last year when we won, but it's just what happened, like how you play or going into the playoffs, what kind of where you're at. Because, uh, I mean, you take the Lightning, for example. They won the President's Trophy by far above any other team, I think almost by 20 points, which is insane. Like, they were by far the best team last year, regular season. Then they lost. I think they got swept first round versus the Blue Jackets, I believe. Like, not just first round, but got swept in the first round. They're number one seed versus the number eight seed that's ridiculous. And Columbus, I think, I think it was Columbus, maybe it's Carolina. I can't remember for sure, but whoever it was, I think they then went on and swept the next series as well. It's all about who's hot at the right time. Like that's what it is. That's what it comes down to whoever it was. Um, they ended up losing and not making it because I know it wasn't the Bruins that beat the lightning and they're the ones that the blues play face in the Stanley cup finals. But it's like, that's what it's all about. The blues kind of the same thing. They were hot. I mean, but they were hot for longer, um, and they stayed hot, and they rode that hot streak for as long as possible. I think they are just a better team in general. Um, but because we had more talent and everything like that, we were able to ride that hot streak longer. So it all kind of depends. Um, like obviously, obviously, every situation is different. Obviously, the Blues still have a little bit more time to figure everything out. Um, I mean, obviously, we want that one seed. Um, and we came away with no points for the season so far, or just, I mean, it's only one game. Again, if you're not aware of like the, what is it, the way the playoff format, there it is for, um, the NHL or whatever, then it's like, or it's a little bit different, the, um, the four top teams in each side So the Avalanche, the Golden Knights And then the Stars with the Blues Are the four teams um, Are like we're the top four in the West So we each play each other once We already play the Avalanche Tomorrow we play the Golden Knights um, And then on Sunday we play the Stars So whoever has the most points out of us four At the end of all those games Out of each team playing each other once They'll get the number one seed And then whoever has the second most points The two seed and so on and so forth So right now, Avalanche have two, um, and then we have zero. Let me see. Let me see if I can get all these games. Um, Let's see who else is on here. The Knights beat the Stars um, on Monday, so the Knights have two. The Stars have zero. And then that is the only... Other game so far. Oh, so the Stars and Avalanche play today. So to root for, I want to root for the Stars, honestly, just so then it's two apiece. And then if we beat whoever. Like, I mean, I, and the tiebreaker goes to the best season record. So as long as we're tied with first place, we'll get first place because we were in first place when the season stopped. Um, but the Golden Knights, they did win 5-3 the other day. So, I mean, they are clearly a good team. Um. And, I mean, the Stars are a good team as well. But that's just going to be something to look out for um, is just how we play tomorrow versus the Knights because they are a good team. I mean, all these teams, the Stars and Avalanche, they're great teams as well. This is the top four teams in the West. But I think the Avalanche are the number one out of those three that, like, are the biggest concerns for us at least. And we got them out of the way. Golden Knights, obviously, still a good team. But just we got to play better. Um, For the season, the Golden Knights, um, we – one in overtime, or wait, no, let's see, no, the Golden Knights, we lost in overtime twice versus them when we were in Las Vegas, and then we won at home, so, it's, I mean, we won 4-2, the two overtime losses were 5-4 and 6-5, so, for the most part, it's always a close game, and again, we're both good teams, but that's just a must-win game for us, if we lose that game, then the best we can get is probably going to be the three seed. Um, Golden Knights, for the most part, almost have the secured one seed if they win that. I mean, they still have to play well versus the Avalanche. So, but if they win, they minimum they get two seed. And then the Avalanche, if they beat the Stars, like they're going to be one and two. And then it's just going to come down to who wins versus the Stars, determine if we get three or four. So, and not I don't want to say my fear necessarily, but one thing that we have to remember as well and pay attention to is that. The teams that we play, no matter who it is, the rest of the playoffs, so there's five through 12, so there's 24 teams in the playoff right now picture. And then, so the one through four, they play each other each once, and then they're seated based on the points they receive in those games. Then five through 10, or sorry, five through 12, those teams are playing a best of five series right now. So whoever wins, like, so we're gonna be playing a team no matter if we're the one seed or the four seed or anything in between. We're going to be playing a team that just won a five-game series. So they're already playing at least good. They just beat a game or beat a team at least three times. They could have lost twice, gone three and two, but they still won, and they still have that momentum going in. The negative side for us, if we lose all three games, we obviously have no momentum, and then we're going up against a team that has good momentum. And even if we're the four seed, well, if we're the four seed, then we're going to play the five seed, and they have momentum, that's just going to be a really tough series, so obviously not only for the fact that we want to get a higher seed, like the highest seed possible, but we want the momentum as well of us playing well, like we're scoring goals, we're playing good defense, Jordan Bennington's on his game, like we just need to make sure that we're in the right place going, because if we don't like We could even lose, honestly, one through four, like whoever we play again. Because these teams we're playing, depending on who we're playing, they're going to be a good team. They're going to be playing hot. They're going to be good. Um, if we're the one seed, obviously playing the eight seed, they're not going to have as much talent necessarily or be as good, but they still won a best of five series. So it's going to be a challenge the first round. I kind of like this format. I don't know if I'd necessarily love it for like every season going forward, but this year, obviously, a special occasion – like, this is a special year just with everything going on. Um, but they, like, I don't know. I think it is just, one, it gives more teams more opportunities. But it just it makes it more interesting. It makes it more intense. I think it's going to make it more competitive. So I'm super stoked about it, honestly. Um, next week or this Sunday, the 9th, coming up, that's when we play the Stars. This year versus the Stars... We won four to five times we played. Um, For the most part, they were all pretty close games, though. We won four to three in shootouts. We won five to one in Dallas one time. The Stars beat us three to two. We beat them three to one. We beat them three to two. So, again, good teams. Hockey, for the most part, is not high scoring. So, for the most part, most of the games are pretty close. But we did have a shootout game. The three of the other four games were all by one or two goals. We did blow them out once, 5-1 to one in Dallas, but I don't know. It's just going to be – it's clearly going to be interesting. It's going to be a year to remember just with everything that's gone on. People are always going to remember, like, not even sports-related, but sports-related as well, like, oh, the year the Blues won the Cup or if they went again this year when they went back-to-back. Back. I think there's going to be an asterisk next to that. I think it's still going to – like, whoever wins the Cup this year – or whoever wins the World Series this year, regardless, if things stay how they are now to where there obviously has been some players opt out but not really a crazy amount or, like, anything ridiculous, um, I 100% still believe that those teams, hopefully being the Blues and Cardinals, that those World Series wins or that Stanley Cup Finals trophy win, like, those are all validated championship wins. Because, like, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, it's a shortened season. It's a little bit different. For hockey, you played most of your season. And then you even gave the teams that weren't in the playoffs, excuse me, weren't in the playoff picture yet for hockey, a chance to get into the playoffs in that five-game series. And then you still had to go through the regular playoff series from there. It's still, every team has the same advantage. There's no advantage or disadvantage for any team. It's all equal playing field. I mean, true, we're playing in Toronto and we're playing at Edmonton. Both of those teams are one of the 24 teams, but there's no fans in this stand. So it's not like they actually have home field advantage. Um, and then for baseball, yeah, it's a shortened season. So I think maybe individual stats, like not home runs or things like that, but like batting average. If you bat 350 for the whole year, it's almost, it's just over a third of what the regular season is. So I don't know if I'd necessarily count that. Obviously, it's still really good. But comparing that to a person who did that for 162 games compared to 60, like that's a big difference. Um, But if they still win the World Series, you still had to go through every team. Like And the playoffs are bigger, so you have to win more playoff series to win the World Series. And if you're in the playoffs, you're at least a decent team, and it's just going to be more competitive. So I 100% believe and think that whoever wins the World Series and whoever wins the Stanley Cup, 100% deserve that. And I don't think there necessarily should be an asterisk. or Well, like, I think the asterisk is just like the COVID season is what I'd call it or something. But, like, I don't think that's any less. Like, if the Blues won this year, I don't think it's any less than them winning last year. Um, I think last year is probably a little bit more special because it's the first one our our franchise ever won. But that's the only reason why, not because it was – the full regular season and this year was a little bit different. I think they're equal. Obviously, that's just my opinion, um, and you are entitled to have your own. But I just don't see a big reason to, or like, to say or think that the seasons aren't equal, or maybe the seasons not, but like the championship isn't equal. Um, I mean, if it was something like because of everything going on in baseball and in hockey, well, just in the world, but like in baseball. Um, so because of everything, they only take the best team from the National League and the best team from the American League based on record, and then they play the World Series, and there's no playoffs besides that, then I would put an asterisk there and be like, nah, that's not really fair because it's all about the playoffs and who gets hot and all that, and then make the runs. More times than not, it's like a number one seed that wins, but 2011 when the Cardinals won the World Series, they were 10 and a half games back in, in August, made it as the wild card team, won the wild card, like, and then ran the table. Not, not, I mean, we didn't sweep every team, but like we went and we won the World Series. That, like, that clearly wouldn't happen if they just took the best two teams from or the best team from the National League and the American League and put them in a World Series. And that's not what they're doing. But I feel like a situation like that or similar to that would be the only reason to put an asterisk next to it and think that these championships aren't equal to any other year. Um, But again, I could go on about that. I could go on about the Cardinals. I could go on about the Blues. Again, these are, like, I love sports. Grew up playing sports. Grew up watching the Cardinals and the Blues. Uh, And even the Rams, till they left us, so I don't like them anymore. Uh, Broke my heart. But the XFL is coming back, I heard. So I would 100% 100 be willing to talk about that. Because I do like football. Um, And I think the XFL is super fun and super exciting with some of those new rules. But don't need to get into all that. Um, But I'll wrap up this episode of the birds and notes podcast kind of right here i do appreciate you guys stopping by checking me out um again you can email me at birds and notes podcast at gmail.com you can look me up on twitter at birds and notes i also stream my uh podcast sessions on twitch at twitch.tv slash birds and notes that's every wednesday i did miss last wednesday i do apologize about that i was in florida came back COVID free thank goodness um but just enjoyed my time with my family there. So uh, I do apologize that, that we didn't get some content out there for you, but I hope you guys are excited and like this episode. Um, you can find me on pretty much any streaming platform, Spotify, uh, apple Podcasts or google Podcasts or anything out there really um but again i do appreciate you guys hopefully cardinals get back playing this friday they whip up on some cuts but and then the blues play well against the first the knights tomorrow but um again thank you guys i appreciate the support that you guys are giving me and just listen to me kind of vent and talk um, I would love to get some questions from you guys that I can talk about or answer on the podcast. Um, I do check that email pretty much every day. So, but again, thanks for stopping by. You guys have a good one. Let's go, birds. Let's go, blues, baby. Thanks for stopping by and watching the Birds and Notes podcast. Make sure to check Jay Rob out on his social media platforms, baby.